Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Joe Sinkwitz. Joe, you are the founder and CEO, co-founder and CEO of Intellifluence, and you're found on the web at Intellifluence.com. Joe Sinkwitz, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here, Josh. So yeah, get, explain what the Intellifluence platform is. I was I was sharing that uh, I'd kind of gotten in on a, a uh, either a beta account or something like that, but I, I actually have an account and I'm hoping you can help me so that I can use this to get way more value out of this because I, I know it's a great platform, but I just uh, am, uh, need to be schooled. Absolutely, yeah. So Intellifluence, what I like to describe it as is the largest of the warm contact influencer networks meaning that the 155,000 or so influencers that we have, they all physically signed up to work with us, to work with brands, to work with the agencies of the brands. It cuts out a lot of back and forth between trying to figure out, does a person do any type of influence in our work? And the answer is yes, that's why they're on the platform. Now, you know, it's funny you mentioned, uh, I believe you probably came in through AppSumo. Yeah. This is actually the second thing we did with AppSumo. Back when we were starting in 2016, we, we got a beta out. We did product hunt. We went through that route, tried a little bit of an AppSumo um, lifetime deal to mm-hmm. get a little bit of cash so we can keep going and keep uh, yeah. bootstrapping. But uh, a little over a year ago, I guess, uh, I was talking with AppSumo once again. and said, hey, you know what? I want to do a freebie for you guys. You know, what can I do to give away value and how can I make it worth my while to even do this? Mm-hmm. So we came up with, with probably the plan that you're currently on, I imagine. Yeah. It was, it was a one-year giveaway for kind of a slimmed-down campaign setup, and it worked really interesting. Like I think we went from maybe 4,000 brands at that point to almost 19,000 now. So it, it exploded the overall number. Now, granted, a lot of them, very similar to, you know, they yeah. you know, sumo, sign up for everything, use maybe one or two things. Yeah. So it, it, it was really cool, though, because it, it hits home something that maybe your audience can take away, where it's really important to always be activating your product. You should be always doing outreach. So we have a lot of emails that go out that might get overwhelming at times to try mm-hmm. to engage them, help them understand how you know to fund campaigns, how to find people, how to work with them. You know, all the networks we work with, uh, just try to like tease them into using the product. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about, you know, here we are in the, uh, you know, getting, we're in the second half of 2021. What is the current state of of influencer marketing today? It's a little bananas. (laughs) Uh, I think when I first started, we had competitive analysis of maybe 50 different platforms. And now there's well over a thousand. So any way you could slice or dice any concept of influence there is probably a network or platform devoted just to that. And just as much people are recognizing that, hey, you don't need to have a million plus followers to be an influencer. My view is I'm trying to democratize influence as a whole. Therefore, I'm willing to take someone that has 
three people and help them understand, okay, you're Aaron Fletcher's with those three people. What do you want to focus on? How, how are you going to do network selection? From there, how are you going to uh, you know, determine which industries make sense to you? Get on a consistent schedule of creating content, putting it out there, move up the chain. So you know, I, I see influencer marketing growing quite a bit, especially in the age of you know, Facebook getting more difficult to work with ad platform for yeah. psychodemographics, cutting that out. Um, you know, there's a lot of ad blindness that comes on to play where people had ad blockers. Well, if you're following someone in particular, you know, I can't block out Josh on Facebook because I'm following Josh. Mm -hmm. So therefore, even if there's ads, I'm still going to see the influencer content. So I see, I think it's a really big opportunity still. It's still largely untapped little wild west still. Uh, So I'm optimistic. Explain how the IntelliFluence platform actually works. Like, how do you use it? How will it, does it save you time? Uh, how does it give you, you know, better better results, better use of time, better ROI? Sure. So I think that the primary use case is a brand that knows that they want to do influencer marketing. Uh, they're able uh, very quickly to find people within the platform that are self-selected by, uh, by social network or blog in the case or podcast. Uh, they also uh, have the ability to take a look at uh, self-selected interest. So someone that's looking for fashion influencers, they could find fashion influencers, figure out audience size metrics, figure out um, you know what type of compensation a person's looking for, getting rid of all the back and forth and immediately just pitch them. They're able to pitch them and not have to worry about whether the person's going to take the money and run because we developed an internal payment solution to prevent fraud on both the brand and influencer side. So we kind of have the full like an escrow type thing. Yeah, I can't call it an escrow for legal reasons, but it has escrow-like properties. So yeah, we have over the last five years and in nine people in-house here in Phoenix, we've just continually improved the product to try to have the full chain from Mm -hmm. discovery to the entire working of the transaction to reporting at the end. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's see here. I, oh, well, let's see. I'm not sure what I've got. I'm like looking in my uh, account right now. It says actually my plan's been canceled. So, okay. <laughs> well, just just wait because we are going to be launching something in the next couple months. So you're going to have a new free plan. So Okay. Just, All right. Good, good, there. good to know. Good to know. Okay. So, um, Let's let's talk about use cases where um, IntelliFluence is going to be a really good solution, and then maybe some that like not. I don't know that that's really going to work for you, just in terms of like I, I don't know, just good use cases and not so good use cases. Sure. Yeah. So that the easy ones to understand in the Garak is if it's a B to C industry. Yeah, like a cosmetic, like a fashion. Everyone sort of goes there in their mind mentally anyways. When you know who your buyer persona is, when you know that they're going to be on a specific network and you just need like a one action to close and get a sale, those are the easiest cases. Other easy cases, you know, you know that you want to work with bloggers. Great. We have 11,000 something bloggers. They're very happy to work with brands and agencies. Difficult use cases tend to be really complex business to business products that have a very small number of potential users. So I was talking with an individual on LinkedIn, uh, which is, I think, how we ended up connecting a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in the agricultural business. And I believe that they wanted to get in front of the type of buyers that would purchase multi-million dollar machinery. That's really hard. 
I could see how you potentially would do it by, you know, uh, getting the right influencer to do in-depth video review and, and kind of figure that out mm-hmm. and then take that embedded in the blog post for people that might not be perfectly aligned, but close enough to, in order to rank on the phrases and drive traffic back through YouTube. There's a lot of little games you can play there. But the more complex the product is and the, the, the smaller the number total pool of potential people to influence, that's when it's going to be more difficult, not just for IntelliFluence, but for most networks. Yeah, the broader right. it is, the easier. Yeah. Um, and so um, when I'm using the platform, how can I figure out, like, let's say I've got, you know, a total of 10, they all have about maybe 150, maybe a quarter million followers. How do I know, you know, who to reach out to? Um, and, you know, is that going to be a good use of my time and or money? And if you have any idea of like, generally, you know, what a campaign may cost, is there any way of, is there a formula for figuring out what the cost is, or is it kind of still the wild west where an influencer can pretty much charge anything they want and you have to hopefully guess that it's going to be worth that amount? Yeah. So those are great questions actually, because pricing guidance is a huge thing that keeps coming up time and time again. Now, influencers, they can always set their own rates and I, I expect them to. Some will set it so high that they never see opportunities. Mm-hmm. Some will set it so low that they're bombarded by opportunities. Now, if you itself, you know, determined 10 different influencers and you had them in a campaign, uh, you already know what their minimums are and you're able to pitch directly that, that value so long as it's congruent with what type of value you think you're able to offer. So that's, that's pretty straightforward. You could also do something where you uh, you select them all and we have logic Do you just do ping down a tree. So you just pitch one at a time and it just kind of keeps going. So if the first one fails, hit the next one. That way you save a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the, the overall amount of money, we actually just did a big survey and we published the results last week on influencer compensation expectations. It was really interesting because in, in the old days, you would expect to pay between a penny to two pennies per follower. Mm-hmm. And it would kind of, it had this linear function of the greater the audience size, the more, you know, compensation expectation. However, we started to see that after like it hits like a macro scale, it becomes the exponential curve. And all that really means as we try to tease out why this was existing is there's fewer really large influencers in specific niches. Therefore they have, a greater ability to, ch- to charge more for their time. And mm. since the, the demand tends to be somewhat elastic for those type of influencers, the, the curve shifts for, for money. Uh, so you can get a general idea, especially if you're dealing with sub $1 million sizes, I'm sorry, million follower sizes, um, it's probably going to be on a linear fat function. Um, so we're, we're going to bake that in anyways. And I think other platforms will probably do the same, uh, but you're able to kind of see like, well, this person has 50,000, how much should be they charging? Probably around $500. If they're charging $50,000, it's not gonna be a fit. They're never gonna get hired for that work. Mm. So they, that, that's kind of how you could do the apples to apples. The other yeah. consideration is how close of a fit are they really? You know, open up their account. You know, see like, you know, are they posting about everything? Or are they really just posting upon the subject matter you are interested in? If it's, if it's really closely aligned and they're getting some sort of engagement, from those posts, that's probably a good influencer to work with. Yeah. Um, can you think of like, you know, maybe any stories or experiences where, you know, a brand 
uh, has connected through IntelliFluence and like what ended up happening for them? Sure. So like, we actually have a couple case studies on our site. Um, one was a video game manufacturer. Uh, one uh, I think would make more sense to talk about is GhostBed. So GhostBed is one of the bed in the box yeah. manufacturers. Uh, initially, what we did for them was we helped them to improve their overall exposure within Google. So we connected them with lifestyle bloggers, mom bloggers to try to you know showcase uh, the pillows, showcase the the bed spreads for GhostBed. It increased overall um, brand queries as well. So that was cool. Since then, we've gone a little upscale, and now we're we're look, we're working for them uh, on Instagram with high-end lifestyle influencers. And it's kind of cool to see how the campaigns have evolved over time. Where at first is like, hey, are you a mom blogger? Cool. Now it's we want to understand the the lighting setup that you have. We want to know like, are you aware that this needs to feel like a Sunday morning when you mm-hmm. have your pictures? Like it's, it's really, you know, become granular. And so it, they're obviously getting an ROI on their end. And we're aware of some of it. We were aware of the you know amount of money reduction that they've been able to spend to get the same results. Uh, not all of it, but um, you know, it worked out pretty nice for them. Yeah. Um, is um, Instagram to still the kind of the top platform or do you see way more activity on TikTok or what, what do you see in terms of like platform trends? So in terms of platform trends, it, it seems to break down based on demographics. So Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, your money, uh, you're, you're, it tends to be more sales oriented. Mm-hmm. So if, if you look at like who is on Instagram more, I, I wrote an article on this for uh, the AMA and it was more uh, towards millennial and older Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And then TikTok was younger Gen Z and, and far fewer millennials. So in terms of share of wallet, because disposable income, a lot of them have not been, you know, had time to develop careers and whatnot. They, they don't have as much to spend. Yeah. In terms of overall, uh, just things exploding, we have far more people joining us that just got started on TikTok. <laughs> and they're, they're figuring like, hey, I got a million people following me. What do I do? Let's, let's monetize this. Let's get going. Yeah, um, I, I think... Both those platforms are going to experience great growth. Now they're going away. They all they they have you know pros and cons to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some crossover. Uh, I, I think what's going to be more interesting is to see how much does TikTok encroach on YouTube. How much does YouTube try to encroach on TikTok? Because tic, uh, YouTube's trying to do some more short stories. Yeah. TikTok's trying to do some more longer stories. So all these platforms, maybe at some point in the future, it they're all kind of synonymous with each other, but for now it's, it's still a little bit fragmented. Mm. Um, if someone is listening and they're like, well, Hey, I, I've got a pretty good following. Like I've got, you know, maybe about 70,000 on Twitter, about 36,000 on Instagram. My engagement's not real great to be honest, but I don't know. It is, should, should I consider, you know, making myself available to brands Absolutely. Because at the very least, you're going to get some information about what's happening in the marketplace, mm-hmm. whether it's us or any other network, it, because almost all of them, they, they love to have more influencers, right? You know, there, mm-hmm. there's no shortage of, of demand there. Uh, I think what also helps is if you approach it as an influencer, it's going to help you understand as a brand or as an agency doing outreach at mm-hmm. some point, Yeah, it helps you to see like, well, what do they want in a pitch? You know, are, am I being too flowery with these five paragraphs? Do I just need to focus on the value exchange and some quick, you know, copy in terms of what my expectations are? 
the answer is usually yes. So I, I think by getting a taste of how the influencer sees the world, you're better on the other side of the equation. Mm. Yeah, very cool. Um, cool. So um, have you ever seen um, like a B2B case work? I mean, if it's, I don't know if it would, maybe like a, you know, just something simpler, like a, um, like a social media platform or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, so some B2B cases that have worked out fairly well um, had to do with uh, app store reviews. You know, they're, they're trying mm. to push themselves into a specific audience in that regard as well as link, because LinkedIn is one of the networks that we work with. Yeah. Um, a lot will approach us in just in terms of getting their information shared out. And so the, what they'll do is they'll take a look at something like Sales Navigator on LinkedIn to see how close are the, the audiences to what I'm looking for. And then they'll engage to do either a share campaign or they'll engage to do uh, an engagement campaign with something they've already created. And they're just looking to get more, more depth out of it. Uh, similarly, you know, blogs are so versatile that you can use them for just about any use case. Yeah, the, the, right. The, the difficulty is you just need to make sure that you have at least one authoritative expert in order to make everything else, you know, fall into play. Mm, yeah, terrific. All right, Joe. So um, when we talk about um, like IntelliFluence um, in terms of the platform and how it works, um, how do the, I mean, how do, how, what does it cost and, and that sort of thing? So because we're bootstrapped, um, we're, we're able to charge way less than the VC guys. So mm -hmm. you're able to get started for $99 a month, no contracts. So mm -hmm. uh, we've always prided ourselves as software guys where we like it when we could just join something, quit, come back five months later, upgrade, downgrade, left grade, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, we make it easy. So you're able to test out for very, very low commitment. Um, and then from there, you know, if, if things are great, uh, we make it really easy to upgrade based on the usage that you need. Yeah. Whoa. How does manage plan work? What's that? Yeah. So manage plan, that's where the training wheels are off. The fire hose is open. All that. So some of the, the agencies that use us on manage, they do so just so they can have as many campaigns as they want running simultaneously. Mm. So some of them, they might have a whole bunch of brands. So they use brand aliases to make it look like they have multiple, you know, they're interacting as the brand. Some will have a, a, us unmanaged because we're able to just set up everything and go. That they can wow. be as simple as you know having a conversation like this every couple of weeks wow. and, and just setting up the campaign, finding the influencers, going through the process, working with them, make sure everything is done, and then reporting at the very end. So we, we kept that uh, as inexpensive as we possibly could unmanaged, knowing full well that there's a labor cost associated with that. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay, cool. Well, this is all at IntelliFluence.com. If you click on the little I or click on the cover art in the podcast player, however you're listening to this, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, click down below and you'll find a link straight to uh, IntelliFluence. Uh, Joe Sinkwitz, uh, co-founder, CEO. Joe, thank you so much. Uh, is there anything else that uh, someone goes to the website that they should click on, look for, any maybe pillar pieces of content or anything like that that you'd recommend? Sure. I mean, if, if they're really new to it and they're not really sure how to like make things work as an influencer or make things work as a brand, I've written a book on the subject. Both parts of the book are on the blog for free. So just go to the blog, look for either the ultimate guide to using influencer marketing or the ultimate guide to becoming a top tier influencer. And it's you know a couple hundred pages worth of content for you to really dive in. Awesome. All right, Joe Sinkwitz, thank you so much for joining us. Happy to do it.
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.